Hey mamas, welcome to Calming the Chaos with Sarah. I'm Sarah and each week I bring you encouragement and tips to help you let go of the mom guilt and live your best life. I'm a 43 year old mama that hit a point where I was pulled in way too many directions and felt like I was drowning. So I got busy finding ways to get back in control of my life. Now I'm here to share what I've learned with you. Welcome to my mom tribe and keep calm mama. Happy Tuesday, mamas, and welcome back to Calming the Chaos with Sarah. So since we've been homeschooling and I've been a lot more vocal about it, I get a lot of questions about homeschool styles and ways to homeschool. So today I just kind of want to touch on um, a few things with that. And remember before I say this, I want to preface it by saying these are just some of the styles and there are limitless ways you can do it. But I know for me, when we first started looking into it, originally, I had a certain picture in my head of what I thought it would be. And that was kind of what held us back because I was really scared that that, because I didn't feel like it fit for us. And it doesn't, but, but that's okay because there's so many different options. Um, so school at home. School at home is, I guess, what a lot of people might think of. You know, you have, you set up a little classroom or you use the kitchen table or you have an area where you've decided and you usually purchase a full curriculum from a company um, or do an online program, but you use, you find a program or curriculum that just fits for you, the whole thing, and you just follow that. They, it's kind of like choosing a school, if you will, but you're the teacher. They give you the resources, they give you, you know, all the things that you need, and you just lead it. Um, and so that's one option. There's online or virtual public or private school. You can you can do in most states, um, and I'm still kind of getting together my information on some states. I know the ones around me, <laughs> but on most, if not all states, you have the option to go online with a virtual public school. And there are um, some really amazing private schools online that you can do anywhere. And so those are awesome options. Um, and that way, if you want to have the freedom to kind of, you know, Say you have a particular, you really like the values of this private school, but you don't want to live where that is. Then you can do the online version of it. Um, you have the kids at home, but you really want that accreditation. You want that oversight and stuff. Um, unit studies. Unit studies incorporate multiple subjects under one theme. So like say the theme is a historical event or, you know, a location or a person or something like that then you get an entire unit um, and you can buy them. Some people just kind of pull different resources together. It depends on how confident you are and how, you know, how much time you have to dedicate to it. But um, unit studies, so like if I were to do a historical event, I would kind of delve deep enough into this event to use it as we would read about it. And so we would write things about it. And that covers kind of your language arts. We would study the actual facts about it. That's your history. You, you use it to kind of cover all the aspects. Like you find ways to, you know, because math is everywhere in life. And so you find ways to, to pull all the different subjects in through the unit. So that's an option. Um, and unit studies, I think a lot of people who do more of an interest-led learning style really like unit studies because if your kid is really into a specific thing, then you can focus more heavily in that 
and pull the other subjects out of it so that way it really follows their interest and you keep the kid really involved. Um, classical. Classical involves the three-part, the grammar, the logic, and the rhetoric. Um, and there's a lot of homeschool programs, especially with a biblical Christian approach, um, that do classical. Um, and it's it's very traditional and in its approach with the language based. It's not really hands-on. It's not really video based. It's, it's very, I guess, old school classical is kind of how I think of it. Um, Montessori. So, you know, everybody's kind of probably heard about Maria Montessori and how she, you know, kind of did things a little bit more child-led. Um, and so with the Montessori, usually I think that's done a little bit more when you have like a couple of kids or you can get together with co-op and you really focus on uninterrupted blocks of time, real world activities, you know, choosing pre-selected set of work centers, things like that. Um, it's a really holistic approach that kind of incorporates the sensories a whole lot, such as, you know, instead of giving your kid a play kitchen, you're going to actually take them into the real kitchen and teach them things. Or, you know, a lot of times you'll see, um, kids that are actually instead of like you're not focused on sitting in a chair doing a thing you're like actually in the floor creating the thing instead of doing a worksheet about it that kind of thing and the charlotte mason approach um charlotte mason actually believed that children were whole people and should be treated as if they're capable of understanding the world around them so for that approach instead of like textbooks and stuff you focus more on positive habits um living books as they call them it's like short age-appropriate lessons, and it's it's they focus on like scripture some, and just trying to teach the child to think clearly, use dictation, that kind of thing. Um, let's see, I'm trying to think. Relaxed, or the, it's called the eclectic method with a lot of people. Um, and that one is you you worry a lot less about schedules and milestones. Um, sometimes you might buy curriculum for a certain area, and sometimes you just kind of work it out with what what flows for you. Um, there are even some online programs that work well, like I think Khan Academy is one of them that works well with the eclectic method. Unschooling. Um, so this one you're hearing more and more about in the last couple of years, I think. Um, unschooling, if you ask 20 different families, you're probably going to get 20 different answers. So I will try to explain it as best as um what relates to me. <laughs> so I, I feel like in today's society, we have a certain standards of things that, well, every child should know this because that's what the SOLs tell us and that's what the school boards tell us and stuff. And to be honest, I don't think, I can tell you there are a lot of things that once I left that grade, I never used again. And that is not to say that there's anything wrong with knowing those things or that, you know, I'm not knocking the school system, but I feel like, I, I feel like with our family, what works best is my kids are a little bit older. So what are their interests? What do they think they want to do when they grow up? And let's give them all the tools and skills that they need to make any of those choices, whatever the choices that they end up making. Um, so for instance, they both love, um, knives and weapons and things like that. And so we've got for their birthday, we're taking them to out of town to a forge to be able to spend the weekend making, um, throwing knives. And so that way they actually get to try it out and see, is this something that, 
because it's in my head <laughs> a certain way? Is this something I actually honestly enjoy? And, and if so, then we can delve deeper in that direction. Also, I want, for our kids, I want them to understand how to think through things and the real world applications on things. So, I mean, I've done, I think, a couple of podcast guests talking about money. And I don't want my kids to just go, okay, well, I know this is what a dollar looks like. This is who's on it and this is why we have it. I want them to understand the value of that dollar. I want them to understand, you know, some of the things we work on is like the boys, my boys love to go out to eat. And so, you know, they save up, they get ready to go out to eat and they're like, all right, they have the amount of money they need. Well, then you've got to figure out, do you have the right amount of money? Because what do you think? Where are you going to go? What do you think that's going to cost? Just ballpark it. Then what is tax going to be on top of that? What other fees are you going to have to pay on top of that? What about tipping? How does that incorporate it? You know, figure in the big picture and really be able to, like, my kids are learning how to budget. And and we do it not just with their money, but also, you know, figuring out, all right, well, what kind of house do you think you want to live in? What kind of life do you want to live? What's that going to cost you? What do you need to do to get to that point? You know, how are you going to be able to afford these things? These are things that, you know, that I feel are like, super overlooked in a lot of ways and super, super important because to not know when, you know, gosh, I'll never forget we went to, and thankfully neither one of us fell for it, but when we were first looking um, at buying a house together, and this was light years ago, <laughs> um, and so we looked, we, we've been renting in a place and we looked at buying and we went and we had some land, so we went to look at mobile homes. And I was like, oh, this is so awesome. And I was asking the guy, I was like, so what does it cost? And he's like, well, this is what your monthly payment starts at. And then it'll step up every couple of every year until this is what you'll pay. And he, he never didn't, he kept dancing around. Didn't want to give me like the cost of the whole thing. You know, didn't really want to give you the fees. I'm not saying everybody's like that. But this, this, pers- this experience is kind of why I feel so passionate about my kids understanding money better is, you know, we're in there and he's like, well, don't worry about it. I said, well, if I can't afford the third year payment now, he said, don't worry about it. Because if you can afford the first year payment now, then you'll get a raise every year. So you'll be there. And I'm thinking, well, that's not good logic. But how many people besides me fell for that and and then got in a situation where they're on year three going, well, I didn't get the raise that the place thought I would, (laughs) you know, because they had no bearing on that. And so now I can't afford this. Um, you know, I really want them to understand those things and little things like we are learning sewing and stuff this year. We've, we've actually joined a co-op this year. So they're learning life skills beyond just what I'm teaching, because I think it's important for them to be able to learn from other people besides me. I also think it's important for my kids to be able to go out into the world when they get ready to leave my house and know how to feed themselves and how to do their own laundry and keep their house clean. And that's one of the reasons why them helping with cooking dinner and and we're at a point now, which my kids are a little bit older, but we're at a point now where they each have a night of the week that they're responsible for dinner. They have to figure out what groceries do they need for that. You know, what time do they need? How much time do they need to figure this out and to do this and to prep this and, and to get a, a meal on the table for us? And I think that's a tremendously important skill. And we like to incorporate things such as the reading and the more traditional idea of things 
while doing these things. I mean, you're not going to write out a budget if you're not writing. You know, you're not going to figure out your budget if you're not doing math. You're not going to read a recipe if you're not reading. And so for me, and like I said, I think you could get a different answer no matter what family you ask. But for me, the unschooling is throwing out the idea that the state says I need to learn this by the time I'm seven and this by the time I'm nine and throwing that out and saying, I have a whole child here and this child needs certain things to be a functioning adult. What are those things? And part of that is learning how to take what I read and question it, how to take what I hear and question. And that's something we talk about a lot in our household is, all right, yeah, you may have seen that on the news or in the newspaper or even on YouTube, but that is one person's perspective, one side of things. You've got to look at the bigger picture. You've got to question things because in this world, sadly enough, very, very few people are going to be honest with you or are going to be able to give you an unbiased perspective. I mean, if you watch any news nowadays, it doesn't take you but a few minutes to be able to figure out what side they fall on a lot of issues because everything is so biased. And I want my children to understand how to think through things for themselves and how to not go through life blindly trusting just because someone said to or someone has a certain title. And so I think that is probably a little bit of a tangent, <laughs> but that is kind of what unschooling is to us. Um, and, and we do use things like we pull in certain curriculum, but we don't go through it word for word, page for page. We pull in certain curriculum as a resource, and we do a lot of hands-on things. Like I said, they like to go out to eat. They are learning how to budget for groceries, and they're learning how to, you know, figure out that kind of thing. And we love going to do history things hands-on. And we are very lucky that living in Southern Virginia, there are so many things between Virginia and North Carolina within, you know, less than a day's drive from here that we get to go and do hands-on and see. I mean, to be able to go... We went to Mount Vernon a few months ago and to be able to go and get to do all these things and take a step into history is so fun. Um, but again, that's probably a little bit of a tangent. <laughs> I guess you know where I lean a little bit. But um, anyway, so if you're thinking of homeschooling, just know that there are limitless options on how to do it. And even if you wanted to do, if, if one of these fits you more than the others, you're the person in charge. So you can piece things together. If you want to do a traditional approach in a lot of ways, but in one particular area, you want to do something differently, that is okay. And there is nothing wrong with that. Like I said, we are pretty much unschoolers in a lot of ways, but at the same time, we're doing a co-op because, and that's a very traditional way that they're doing it in the co-op. But I wanted the socialization that the co-op got us. I wanted the extracurricular stuff because science is not my jam. And so um, thankfully, I have a friend that absolutely loves science and happens to have homeschooled her child for her whole life and, and is running this, um, this co-op. So that way the kids get to learn from somebody who really understands that. And, you know, they love science. And so the idea that they get to do astronomy is fun for them. And the idea that I get to work out the rest of the week the way it works for me is fun for me. So anyway, um, again, I just kind of want to give you a lot of the options just because I've had that question a lot, asked a lot. So I hope this gives you some information 
And if you have questions, just work, just drop them in my DMs. I don't mind. I'm more than happy to chat on this. If you're on my email list, you can reply to any of those emails and I will chat there um, if you don't want to do the social thing. That's fine. Um, but I, I'm more than happy to answer any questions, point you in the right direction if you're interested in something, even if it's not something I do then I'm more than happy to point you in that direction. I have accumulated a lot of resources um, while I was trying to dig through all of this and figure out what was best. And I'm happy to share a lot of those. So I hope this answered some questions and this helped. And I hope that you guys have a fantastic week and join us again this Friday for our guest episode. Thank you so much for listening. If you love this episode, it means so much to me if you'd share it with a mom friend, send it right now, or share it on social media, but be sure to tag me so I can thank you for helping me help others. Also, one of the best ways to get this podcast seen by other mamas who really need it is to leave a rating and review down below. Just scroll on down on whatever you are listening on and click that little button to give it a rating and that actually will make it show up for more people. So again, thank you for helping me help others. Until next time, keep calm, mama.